Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. If you enjoy listening to Corology, then I need your help. Here's why. I create Corology by myself on a shoestring budget, recording and editing every episode in my tiny closet. How's that for irony? That's where you come in. Will you help keep Corology on the air by supporting it financially? By tipping as little as $1 a month, you can help me improve and keep making Corology every week. All you have to do is jump over to MatthiasRoberts.com support to make a pledge and listen away. Hey friends, this is Matthias Roberts and you're listening to Queerology, a podcast on belief and being. This is episode 32. People would almost rather that we say we have no faith at all than to say that we are a follower of Christ. Ray Ingram is a poet, spoken word artist, writer, actress, student, and a lover of Christ. Uh, She's a veteran of the U.S. Army and is currently enrolled at Chicago Theological Seminary, where she's pursuing her Master's in Divinity with a focus on chaplaincy. Ray is a huge advocate for relationship over religion and enjoys spending time with her wife and their fur baby Carter. Uh, Before we dive in, a couple of things. Uh, First, like I mentioned last week, over the break between seasons, we hit the level on my Patreon page to be able to start offering transcripts of every episode. Uh, I am so grateful to be able to offer this, and it's because of the generosity of you all. So thank you. Thank you to everyone who supports Queerology on Patreon. Uh, I am just blown away. Also, uh, here's an opportunity. Uh, You've heard several guests on the podcast, if if you've been listening for a while, talk about the organization Evangelicals for Social Action. They're a progressive Christian organization, and they're hosting their Oriented to Love Retreat, which is a weekend that convenes Christians who normally wouldn't even meet, uh, let alone listen to each other, with the purpose of fostering unity in Christ in spite of and across differences in theology. Uh, so, so they bring together LGBT people and straight people uh, who may not necessarily agree and have a weekend retreat together to foster this unity. They host four of these retreats every year, uh, and a number of guests who've been on Queerology have attended these retreats in the past. And the next one is going to be the first week of April. Uh, in Dallas. So so if this is something that piques your interest, there are links in the show notes. Uh, applications for this one are due by January 20th. Uh, but like I said, they, they do this uh, four times a year across the country. So definitely check it out. See if there's one coming near you. Uh, I would highly recommend it. Uh, they, they provide and, and foster kind of the protected space that Alicia was talking about in, in the last episode between LGBT people and uh, other people in the church, uh, and it's just an incredible opportunity. Uh, so go check out the show notes and and maybe attend uh, that event in Dallas in April. Uh, so I'm talking with Ray today about her new podcast, Queervotion, uh, which is a podcast for queer Christians of color. Uh, this is an incredible podcast. It just started up last week with a pre-episode, uh, and, and the first episode is actually launching on Wednesday. Uh, it'll be releasing every Wednesday, um, but we'll let Ray talk about all of that. Uh, so let's go ahead and dive in. 
Ray, hi, welcome. Hi, thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm so excited to have you. I'm super excited to be here. Yeah. Uh, so to start, the question that I, that I start every episode with, um, how do you identify, uh, and then how would you say that your faith has helped form that identity? Yeah, so I identify as a, a lesbian, a full-fledged lesbian here. <laughs> and um, with that, as far as my faith goes, I'll just say my identification in, in the sexual preference in that capacity. Um, as far as like my faith goes and how I identify, I identify as a Christian and I'm a follower of Christ. Um, I grew up Muslim, actually. Mm. So um, it has helped. My, my faith has actually like help form who, with me, especially on Christianity, with me um, being a lesbian, to be more open, to be more um, accepting of myself and others who are, who are like me, but more importantly, who are not like me. Because I think that's what, that when I think about Jesus, that's what I think about. You know, I think about him being so accessible to people who were nothing like him, who were not always right there with him, even to, you know, when, even we're thinking about his disciples. Right. Um, so as far as that goes, it's helped me just be more open and, and more in love with myself. Um, it's been a hard journey. Um, just speaking from my experience growing up Muslim, there's a lot of restraints. There's a lot of no's and, and do not, <laughs> you know? And so when I converted to Christianity, there was so much freedom in Christ, there was so much, um, so much, I, I, I always want to say, I, I, I want to just say arms wide open. It was really just kind of come as you are and Christ is going to meet you right where you are. I know that's such an overstated thing, but that's really like what happened for me. And I've tried to keep that same um, energy up when it comes to myself and when it comes to dealing with other people, when it comes to speaking with other people who may not necessarily agree with um, my orientation or necessarily agree with um, even my blackness or even, you know, and e even my socioeconomic status, you know, there's just, I, but I've tried to remember um, to just be as open as Christ was when I met him and when when I'm dealing with other, when I'm dealing with those things, when I'm dealing with someone that may not necessarily be where I'm at and vice versa. Um, so that, that's kind of how it's shaped. I hope that kind of answered it a little yeah, bit. No, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> the, um, I'm, I'm thinking about like, I'm, I'm hearing how you describe kind of your faith transition, um, and how uh, I don't, you didn't use, I don't think you used the word like constricting, um, but like, yeah. you said like, like the nose and I'm thinking about, I feel like so many people, <clears throat> me, like this is coming from my experience, but for those of us who like grew up in Christianity, I think a lot of us describe Christianity that same way of like, really a lot of nose. And so to hear it from your perspective of that, of how open it was, it's like such a, a refreshing, <laughs> it's, it's, it's refreshing. Like, <laughs> and I'd be curious. If that you... was so not my, um, I remember being in high school, we moved around so much. And I remember being in high school and I would see, um, these kids in, in, in Lexington, Kentucky, <laughs> having Bible study. And here I was in hijab and I would literally like peek around the corner and just kind of listen. And I remember seeing the women, the girls, I mean, they were girls, you know, but they were so confident. And when they were reading scripture, they were so on fire 
for 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 this man, you know, and I just remember being so envious of that because I was so ashamed. You know, I I I, I was ashamed of just of having to be in what and and just again from my experience growing up Muslim, um, in something that was just so I misogynistic and so I you know, I couldn't do a lot of things and, and, and I don't mean like partying or anything like that. Like I couldn't have, um, Bible study. Like I couldn't lead a Bible study for anybody. If it, long as it, if, if there were men in there, it was truly segregated. And when I think about Christ, I really think it's an inclusive thing. It's, it's something that there's no gender, there's no race, there's no, there's no caste system. None of this is, is there. And, um, yeah, that's, that's interesting though, to hear your point of view. And for me, it was just very open. It was just, it was like, wow, you know, and I, I was like, okay, so this is it. This, this is what I'm here for. Now I've always known about Jesus, but we knew him in a capacity where he was a prophet and not, the prophet. Um, so I, you know, I was never, you know, um, blind to who he was. And I did go to church with my grandmother growing up, you know, just a little bit when I was fairly younger. Um, so I, again, I always knew of Jesus, but I didn't know him. And when I finally came to know him, I knew without a doubt that this was where I wanted to be. And I wanted to be, I wanted to walk along <laughs> with him for the rest of my life. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, I I would say that my faith has definitely transitioned into a place of where I would say absolutely yes, like the Christian faith is one of inclusion, Um, right? And it's it's such a beautiful vision when taught that way. (laughs) Uh, Right, that part that's the (laughs) takeaway. That is the takeaway. Yes, sir. Yeah. Too many people don't get that, right? Though right. it's like there, there's all these prerequisites that that people want to put on on God and people want to put on Christ and and even of and even other walks of life, you know. And it's just like, but is that really God? Like, is that really what God would do? I don't think that's what Christ. I just don't see that Christ would walk past this person on the street and, you know, just different things of where our climate is at in our world now. And it's just like, no, no, you know, I, I just don't, I don't see that, you know? So I, when I, when I talk to people and, and we're talking about God or we're talking about faith or religion and our divineness, how, however you choose to reference God, I just remember, or I try to remember, I should say that however you get to that peace is your peace. If Christ is my peace, I, no one can take that away. You know, and I think a lot of times people want to try to put all of these things to say, no, well, you're not entitled to have a relationship with God. I, I said on, on, on my podcast that people say all the time, oh, well, you can't, you can't be Christian and you can't be LGBT. I'm like, that's a lie. <laughs> that, that's a lie from, as we say in, 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 the, in, the, in the, uh, Christian church, a lie from the pit of hell. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> you know how we say in the Southern church, mm-hmm. that's a lie. <laughs> You know, we're just like, no, you know, I can be because then if we start making prerequisites, none of us will make it. None of us will be able to to even take a look (laughs) at God's glory. You know, if we but if we start looking at people and start looking at things in a sense of grace, there more more things happen, more love happens, more more 
social justice happens, more awareness happens, you know, a lot of things happen and movement. And then that's where Christ is at. That's where Christ happens at when we start taking off and get out of these whole prerequisites. There's no prerequisites when it said, when, when Christ said, whosoever, <laughs> I'm the whosoever, you're the whosoever, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> no, like it's so good. Like, because I, it's the truth. Like, <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, I just don't see, I don't see Christ sitting up in, you know, a house, like a, a mansion, you know, in the hills somewhere looking down, you know, I see him out here with us and, and, you know, working the streets and talking to the people that norm people normally just don't talk to. But, you know, I think we, and we're not saying that that person is not entitled to talk to Christ. You know, it's, there's no entitlement. <laughs> no, that's, that's the wrong message. And I, I think that if we can just take, unwrap literally <laughs> from our minds what it means to be a follower of Christ, like really unwrap and really, um, what is the word I'm trying to think, like really dive into what that means when you say you're a Christian, regardless if we're gay, straight, an, al- an ally, re- whatever, if I'm a follower of Christ, what does that look like? Yeah. You, you mentioned your podcast. Um, and, and I'm, I'm so curious about that because this is, this is a new thing that you're doing. Um, this podcast that you're, you're starting. Um, I would love to hear about, it's called Queer Votion, right? That is correct. Yes, yes sir. Tell me about Queer Votion. Yeah. So Queer Votion came out of my, my little, fascination with podcasts. <laughs> um, you know, there, I constantly keep podcasts playing. Um, and it was just something that I was, I was, you know, on iTunes and on SoundCloud and I'm looking, I'm like, okay, all right, God, I love you. And I need to hear more of you throughout my day. I'm like everyone else busy. Right. And it's never a sense of like, I'm too busy for God, but it's more so like, okay, I, I'm going to get this in, but I first have to do these other tasks, but I wanted to find, I wanted to create something that would allow me to be in a constant conversation with, um, with God throughout the week. So I said, let me come up with queer votion. And I went through this battle back and forth about like what to call it. And, you know, I'm looking on iTunes and SoundCloud. I'm like, okay, there's gotta be something here for people of color. You know, a lot of us are, a lot of people of color are so, um, conflicted, we, we, we can't, we can't rationalize ourselves as being Christian and gay. It, it's hard. It is hard because we have been taught on Sunday mornings that one of us is wrong. And it wasn't the Christian portion of me, <laughs> you know, and we're like, wait a minute, you know, that that's so most of us fall away from the church. And so we don't, we don't attend. So I wanted to create something that was open and affirming, and that was a safe space for people to, of color to come and our allies and not just people of color, but that is who the demo, who it's, um, the demographic is for and who it's aimed at, um, where they could come and I'll have a guest on and we'll talk about a particular, uh, scripture or, or Bible verse and talk about how that particular scripture has helped us get to our mountaintop as well as through our valleys and just talk about what God has done um, for us. And, you know, there's going to be some journal prompts. There's going to be lots of laughter because 
that's one of the things I love to do, but also just remembering at the that that Christ is at the core of it and that we are the whosoever and by we I mean everyone is you know there's no no one can say <laughs> that you are not a Christian no one can say that Christ did not die for you or you know and I and I know I may be more on the extreme side of of theology you know um which is we all have we all have a spectrum um but I want that's pretty much what queer devotion is about. And um, you know, I think we're we're in a space where we're, we're just trying to get through our day. We're so busy. So I wanted this weekly podcast that could, you know, just keep people motivated and keep them, you know, just knowing that they are loved, you know, and reminding them of God's love and reminding them that there is nothing wrong with you. And, and it's geared towards the younger crowd, you know, the millennials, <laughs> because a lot of a lot of them don't know God. A lot of them don't know no church. And I don't mean that in the sense of a building. I mean that in the sense of community. So I wanted to provide a sense of community through this space. And yeah, that's it. So the the introduction episode is out and um we'll have another episode up next Wednesday. So I'm super excited about it and I'm um, it's totally foreign to me. Mm. I have absolutely no idea what I'm doing, yeah. and I'm okay. <laughs> and I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah. And I'm, I'm. I think that's even the, the the greater um, excitement of it or the thrill of it is that I have no idea what I'm doing, but I know that there's a need for it, and and it's something that I've been working on for months, and I've just been very quiet about it. But I'm so excited to talk about it and just to see what happens and to see. Um, not only people's lives impacted, but my life impacted and my life changed and my, my spirituality grown and, you know, just, just challenged with conversations. Yeah. Right. That's like, I, I, I'm hearing you talk about this and I'm like, I, like, I'm, I'm thinking back to when I started this podcast and like, I was was in the same boat of like, I was like, I have, (laughs) I have literally no idea (laughs) what I'm doing, but I just want to talk to people. And (laughs) I'm on YouTube. So how do I get my RSS code? Right. right. (laughs) So what do I do? I have no idea. I got it. You know, my wife is so awesome because she's like, oh, just youtube it and and you'll figure it out like she has so much more faith in me than i have in myself (laughs) (laughs) so so i'm like oh okay you know and and youtube has been phenomenal and other you know i've been you know looking at other people's podcasts and their websites just to kind of get an idea okay this is how this flows but you know at the end of the day i felt like this was a need i wanted to be able to hear people that sounded like me that grew up like me who who kind of you know, just have this, I think representation is so important and it's not to take anything away from anybody that's already out there doing this. You know, it's just, I think to be able to provide another safe space where people can feel, especially people of color who can feel like, okay, wow, you're, you know what, you're right. I can have a relationship with God and no one has the authority to take that away from me because nothing can separate us. Right. And people, are so timid and scared that they, that they will allow people to. And so I'm hoping that with this space, we can just reinforce that, you know, Christ is here for everybody and there is so much room at the table for all of us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And and, I mean, you're right. Like I I think about like, 
that that need for for a podcast like what you're doing of like i mean i can i can talk to people of color all i want on this podcast but right. it's not going to provide <laughs> that space of safety that your podcast will and like right it, it's it's And I think I'm hoping, I'm I'm sorry to cut you off, but I'm really hoping that also it provides a space for those who may not be, who aren't people of color Mm -hmm. to still feel comfortable to, to learn and to, and to, and to come in and hear and see, okay, this is what happens, you know, or this is, this is how I hate to use this, but I'm going to have to say it, but this is how kind of majority of the black churches work or, you know, this is how, you know, I, I, I don't like saying that, but it's kind of like, you know, people are so timid sometimes when it's something foreign to them. So I'm hoping that this provides a space that people will be like, oh, okay, that that's not awkward or, you know, yeah, it's different or, oh, I'm not very familiar with it. But hey, it doesn't mean that it's a it's wrong or it doesn't mean that I can't be familiar with or I can't learn about it, you know. So I'm really hoping that it it that um, people of color are drawn to it and, and those who are not people of color are drawn to it and our allies are drawn to it. And it's something that people can take away with them weekly and think about things and meditate on things that we discuss and come back to us. And we'll talk about it on that next week's <laughs> show and we'll just kind of keep it going. So it sounds like it's going to be a really kind of interactive thing like and that's super yes. cool yes that is my goal um i think a lot of times people just talk mm-hmm. <laughs> without thinking like okay what am i talking about or like what am i you know i i it's i would love for people to email us in and let us know like what their takeaway were was you know what did they get from it you know or or you know add in you know chime in let me know what what you what you want to share on your journal prompt this week you know and how do you you know, what, how did you feel about what I said or, you know, what the guest said? Um, and I think that's really what my, um, yeah, that's really what my goal was to just kind of make sure that the listener is heard as well, because a lot of times it's it's not just me talking. This is not just going to be Ray (laughs) and the guest talking, like we're, we're going to be, you know, digging into whatever. And, and the concept is that whomever the guest is, they will provide the, the scripture or the Bible verse, and we'll we'll we're just gonna literally go head first into it and see what it is in that scripture. Kind of do a little background first, and then you know see how it's applied to us. Because I think the Bible is not the Bible is literally applicable. I I believe in every situation, and life is life is hard, right? And there's great things that we can take away from the Bible to get us through, but life is so good. And there are great things that we can take away from the Bible to keep us there as well. Yeah. Like, and, and I'm thinking about this cause I'm like, I, I know like so many of kind of like the, at, at least in the circles of like the queer Christian world that I feel like I find myself in, there isn't that much interaction with like, like we talk about like, how do we live as like queer Christians, but like to right. actually like dive into the text and start reading it in ways and working with it in ways that are, that are like liberative. Um, right. It's so cool. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> well, you know, you know, because we're so, I am so used to, and again, I'm just going to try to speak for me, someone getting on, getting in the, the pulpit or getting on stage 
and 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 just talking or or preaching the word you know what I mean versus and, and yes the, you know I've done devotionals and yes I've done bible studies and they are phenomenal but you know to actually engage with other, with each other and almost keep each other accountable too in a sense of our growth and where we are you know and how do we live how do like you like you challenge like how do we live as as Christians, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> how do we do this? Mm-hmm. Because it's a hard thing. Mm-hmm. It's a hard thing to say. People would almost rather that we say, that we say we have no faith at all than right. to say that we are a follower of Christ. They would much rather hear that than to say, oh, you know, no, 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 no. You can't do that. You can't. But it's it's like, well, you know, you do realize like, you can't either then. <laughs> so yeah, that's, um, I, I think it's important that we talk about dialogue that has happened, that that's in the Bible that we talk about what, what did Jesus say here? And what did the, what did this mean? Or what does this mean to you? Cause your interpretation can be totally different from mine and God speaks to us all. So I, 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 I think it's kind of like, a a taking into my own hands of, of learning and, and listening to God through my, for myself here. And so that's one of the biggest reasons why I wanted to do this because I wanted to challenge myself to grow deeper and to, and to know, like, you know, when people say, Oh, I want to know God. And I'm like, yes, I want to know God as well, but I want to know what he said. I want to know, and not on a theolo- not on a uh, on a theology level. I mean, I want to know, <laughs> you know, like I need to see these words, and I want to know how these these words, you know, really impact my life on a day to day basis. I, I, I'm, I'm sitting here with like it's it's such a needed needed thing. I think yeah, um, uh, on all levels, all of the different like complexities that you're bringing in and, and particularities that you're bringing into this conversation. Like, I'm thinking about like a prof like so many different people say this. I'm thinking about a professor who who says this too. Of if, if our theology and the way that we're reading scripture doesn't work in actual lives for actual people, then what are we doing? Um, wow. And, and I feel like that's kind of what you're doing too, of bringing actual people, actual lives, actual particularity to the text and saying, let's read this together. Yes. Yeah. I, I, um, I first came to Christ. I was, um, a part of like these small groups and some people call them life sales or, um, I, I don't know any other names or small groups is what it, is what I'm known, what I know it as. And, that's kind of like how we would do it, you know, and it, and it really, it really forced you to, to literally take God out of it. I don't want to say take God of it, but take like your, any preconceived notions that you had, any, um, any ideas that you thought you may have had of Christ and, and religion, it forced you to, to clear all of that from the table and just really get to, as close to the heart of God as you could. And so that's what I'm hoping to do with Queer Votion in a 30 to 45 minute um, time span. And, you know, and just getting to know different people globally, you know, internet, you know, inter- <laughs> of course, internationally, and then, you know, uh, nationally, locally here in California, 
and just, you know, just even people that aren't Christian, but we can still talk about text. You know, I can still see how this text may have helped you because we all still have to be here. Like we all still have to live in this world. We still all have to get along and I, and we all still need to love each other. So that takes some dialogue, right? Like we need to talk. (laughs) So let's do that with this text. And how does that go? And here we are, you know, we, we don't talk enough. People don't talk enough in our world. We, we scroll enough. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. (laughs) I'm guilty. I mean, I am. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I like, you, you, you bring it, this is such an interesting point. You bring up that point of people who don't even necessarily share the, the, like the same faith background of being able to still approach the text and read it together. Um, that's something that I feel like not a lot of people are, are like willing to engage with of like someone who doesn't even share my faith coming to this text and still being able to glean something about it. Oh even yeah. If they don't take on that faith, like, that is like, the, I, I, I'm trying to think of the words that I have for it. Like, <laughs> but that's something that I think when we really say that Christ died for the world, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. He didn't say he died for the black world, the, the, the woman world, <laughs> the, the, the men world, like he died for everyone. And so I'm not, not going to deal with you or interact with you, I should say is the better word, because you may be Muslim or you may be um, a Buddhist. We're going to, because I feel that the divine, whatever way you want to, whatever name you want to identify the divine as, is somewhere where we all meet in the middle. And I think it's all there on the cross, on the cross, regardless Regardless of what I believe, regardless of what you believe, Christ is there on the cross for me and for you. So regardless of however you get to him, th- that's where we meet in the middle. <laughs> the intersection is there, you know, and so that's that's where my heart is with it. I think so many times we're so afraid to engage with people who are not common or not common to us, who don't who, who don't feel like we feel. And that's the beauty of Christ. Christ was out here like hey, I don't need to be with the disciples. Those guys are good. (laughs) I need to go down here into the streets and I need to be with the people that necessarily don't know who I am. Don't even expect me to come. They don't even, they're not even look as we, they not even checking for me as we say, (laughs) you know, but when he did that, lives were turned around and changed because he was willing to be obedient and go where people did not expect him to go and to go to the people that needed him the most. And sometimes those people that need us the most are those that do not believe like we believe. But I can still display Christ regardless of that. And I can still be the, be the Christ that that person may only ever meet. Right. And, and I think about even just like at that, that intersection of like being queer <laughs> right yeah and like and and how that's a world like and, and you mentioned this like you mentioned this in the black church of how there's kind of that either or um, i would yeah. say it's it's pretty similar in the white church too of like you you are either in the church or you're gay or queer oh. or whatever oh wow and, wow okay and that intersection like i mean i would i would say there's there's some progress being made in some white churches sure. where 
that isn't the case. But for the for a lot of people who grew up in that evangelical context of you can't you can't bleed over in, in you can't mm. be gay and Christian, you can't be LGBT and Christian. And and so to to be Christ in those communities in the way that you're talking about, like I do think that's what Jesus would have done. Like exactly. Absolutely. What you're like, <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. That's exactly what Jesus would have done. Jesus would not be sitting, <laughs> you know, he would not be sitting back casting judgment. He would not be sitting, you know, at a table full of food and watching the hungry go by. You know, I just, I mean, being queer, whatever the identification is, whatever it may be for your orientation, same gender loving, whatever you want to use. When it comes to having a relationship with Christ, that is the first and foremost important thing. That has nothing to do with race, orientation, or anything. Again, it goes back to what we were saying earlier as far as these prereqs. You know, why do we have to put all of these prereqs on God and his love for me? That's, that's so wrong. That is so, God is so simple, but man has made him so complex. And we just, you know, I, I think um, people have a hard time wanting to accept the wholeness of, of, of a person. You know, I, I had a friend of mine when I got married. I wanted her so badly to come to our wedding. And she says to me, she's like, I can't come. She's like, but I, 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 I love you guys so much. I just can't come. That's just something that I, I'm not able to do. I can't wrap my mind around that. I don't believe in that. And you know where I stand and what the Bible says. And I stand by what the Bible says. And I said to her, and I respect that. And I said, I love you. And I said, I stand by what the Bible says. And the Bible says to love. And because of that, I'm not going to be upset that you're not attending. But I'm going to continue to show you that I love you. To this day, she is still one of, she is one of my dearest friends. She's more so like a mentor. We will talk about everything. She asked now. She wouldn't even ask before. She asked now how my wife is doing, what we're talking about as far as if we're going to have children. Like she doesn't just acknowledge one part of me anymore. She acknowledges the whole of me. There have been times that she has called me and she has needed me to pray for her. People that she, you know, and it's, and it's things that she has shared with me that she hasn't even shared with some of her closest Christian quote unquote, <laughs> straight friends. You know, I, I take that. I'm so, I'm so honored by that, you know, because I know that she, and I, I know that she did not, she could have chosen not to do that, you know, and, and I'm honored because I know that she's seeing God, you know what I mean? Like, I know that it's, it's deeper than, oh, Ray's gay. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's <laughs> that's not it. She knows, Ray, I know you're pray I know you're praying. She's like, I know you're a prayer warrior. So do you mind lifting me up in prayer? You know, and I just thought I'm I literally just shake my head like in amazement. Cause I'm like, I know that is not me at all. <laughs> like, <laughs> I know that is someone else. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I think people have a hard time, but when people see these awesome displays of who God is in us being executed every day around us, they start to challenge their own beliefs. And that's where that's what we have to do. We have to constantly 
it's kind of, you know, you kind of have to make sure you dot your I's and cross your T when you're, when you're queer and Christian, right? Because they, there's always this, they're, they're already over here thinking that we're doing all of this extra, <laughs> you know, crazy stuff, you know? And so when, when it, for some reason, they don't wrap their minds around that we recognize holiness too, you know, and, and, and know how to be on our behavior <laughs> as well. <laughs> you know, they just think that, you know, it's this big, crazy, crazy party going on or something. But um, I, when people see that being displayed, when they see Christ being displayed in us and, and outward towards them, it draws them to where, oh, you know, I do have to recognize. Because at some point, it, it it's past the oh, that's a choice that she's doing, that that's a choice that he's making. You know, it's it's literally like, no, this is, I, I, in the words of Lady God, I, I was born this way. Like, yes. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> there's, I absolutely cannot change this and have really no desire to change, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and so when people start to recognize that, okay, that is a whole person and I can't, I can talk to them and they are, they are okay. There is nothing wrong with them. And more importantly, when we walk in confidence in who we are, it doesn't really matter what the other folks have going on because there's always going to be haters. I mean, Jesus had haters every day. So, you know, you just, you just have to remember who you are and who you belong to and just keep it moving. Yeah. And like, and, and you mentioned, like you kind of mentioned earlier, like that, how, how you see like divine and God in connection. And it it sounds like by keeping the connection with your friend and not automatically writing her off because she wouldn't come to your wedding, which would be a valid response, but in in not doing that and, and, and keeping that connection and staying grounded in your particularity, something really beautiful and divine emerged out of that. Like, yeah. I mean, I, we, we talk on a weekly basis, me and her, and <clears throat> I think about if I would have did that, right? If I would have just, you know, said, okay, I'm not going to deal with it. I'm not going to, I did take a step back in a, yeah. mean, in, I, in a sense of like, okay, I won't, I won't speak about it, but I'm not going to not talk about it if, if she's around and someone asks me totally because I'm, because I'm not ashamed. Right. But, um, I did, you know, I wanted to also be respectful, but over time, she she has come around because I've remained the same, you know, and I I think sometimes people just they forget that when it comes to that, they have no heaven or hell to put us in. <laughs> Nobody does. So how can someone tell me that I can't be who I am and I can't belong to who I belong to, you know, and um if I would have just written her off and not part, you know, not did anything with her and, and just ignored her, that would have did more harm than good to, to her and just had another reason for her to have another chip on her shoulder when it came to our community, you know, and, and that's the last thing that I want to do. That's, I, that's not what I'm here for. <laughs> you know, I'm not here for that. I'm here to, to love you love you through it and be there with, with you when you get to it, you know, not here for, for that. There's already enough of that going on. <laughs> yeah. And it can, it can be such a 
difficult decision to make to to choose that kind of love like yeah (laughs) it's hard yeah it's hard because instantly self-preservation comes first right that's what we that's what you know that's important and i'm not saying that you know you go out here you get beat up verbally or emotionally you know by by friends or so-called friends or the church even right you know but there are some people who are who are worth the investment and if you just remain consistent with them and you remain faithful <laughs> you remain faithful to them they it, they will see god in you and if they choose not to the 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 faithfulness was not in vain because there's something there's something beautiful like you said to come out of it you know but that's not that's not the reason why we do it we do it because oh, i you know because I say that I love you and and we know that love is a verb and love is not something that writes people off. You know, you, you got to keep, you got to make sure that you are showing that person that you love them. And that may be in different forms. It's in different forms. That's a whole nother conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, cause I'm not hearing you say, Cause I think sometimes people when, especially when we have these kind of conversations about like loving the people who are doing things that could be harmful, mm. um, it, it can get into that territory of like, well, you mean I should just like roll over and take it. And, right. and that's not what you're saying. Like, Oh no. Yeah. Absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> Absolutely not. Yeah. No, 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 no. There has to be a, there's a level of self-preservation and you have to know your own strength as well to know, okay, can I deal with this? You know, am I cool? I know plenty of LGBT folks who I'm really, really, um, you know, who are good associates of mine who go to churches every Sunday and listen to people literally berate them and, it hurts my heart to, to, to hear, you know, and I'm like, cause you, you know, I'm like, you do know what they're saying, right? <laughs> like, you know, and, but they're, they're so cool with it. And they have gotten to a point where they're like, you know, I'm just trying to be the best example. You know, I have somebody tell me that they're just trying to be the best example of, of LGBT in that church, you know? And I, I just was like, man, what an unhealthy spot to be in. Because that that place is not affirming who you are as a child of God. But me being their associate, I'm not going to beat them up because they're already getting that there. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. It's tough. It's a hard, I mean, it's a hard response to to be intentional to love. But Christ was intentional to get on that cross. If I'm that intentional with my re- with my relationships, because we're all in some type of ship, <laughs> you know, if, if, if I'm intentional with all of that, then I know that at the end, God's glory, that's what we'll see. That's what that's what will happen. That's what will be shown, I should say. Excuse me for the ramble there. But, you know, it's going to he'll be magnified through it all because I, I'm not going to give up on my brother or my sister, regardless if you say that you hate me, regardless if you think that I'm not entitled to, you know, I just find it so fascinating that, that we're the first that they want to shun, but we're the first that they call. I I have plenty of friends who are, who are LGBT and they're with their, their families and they're the oldest maybe. And 
none of the other siblings are stepping up, you know, but hey, their gay son is stepping up and stepping in and making things happen, you know, and who else would have been there? You know, the parents are sick or anything or something like that, you know, and it's just so it's a it's a sad reality, but it's also a beautiful acceptance of like, dang, like it took all of that for you to finally recognize me, (laughs) you know, and it's hurtful, but it says so much on our part when we can still remain strong and steadfast in who we are and whose we are. Yeah. Uh. Ray, thank you so much. This <laughs> Absolutely. Is, yeah, thank you. This has been such a pleasure. If people want to listen to Queer Votion, how can they find it? Absolutely. You guys can find it on SoundCloud and it's Queer Votion. It's all one word. Uh, we also have a website at www.queervotion.com. Um, so right now I'm just on SoundCloud and I'll figure the rest of this stuff out for iTunes, et cetera, and the other <laughs> platforms that they have. But yes, yeah. you can find me there. And every Wednesday we will be dropping a new uh, podcast. So please look out for it. And thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. It's been amazing to talk with you. And Likewise. I just, I, I feel like we could just talk for hours yes. and I know we can't, <laughs> <laughs> but thank you so much for yeah. having me. Well, I'm super you. excited. Be sure to check out Ray's new podcast, Queervotion, at Queervotion.com. She did end up getting Apple Podcasts figured out, so it is now live on Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud. Uh, Queervotion is on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Queervotion. Queerology is on Twitter and Instagram at QueerologyPod, or you can tweet me directly at Matthias Roberts. Queerology is produced with support from Natalie England and other Patreon supporters. To find out how you can help support Queerology, head over to MatthiasRoberts.com support. Another really easy way to help support Queerology is by leaving a review. Do that right in your podcast app or head to MatthiasRoberts.com slash su- review, not support, MatthiasRoberts.com slash review, and it'll take you right there. As always, I love to hear from you. If you have ideas about what you want to hear on the podcast, reach out. I'll get back to you. And until next week, y'all, bye. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.